Hello coders, welcome to episode 183 of the How to Code Well podcast. Today we're going to be talking about the federated web and why it's not always sunshine and rainbows as everyone seems to think it is. We're going to start though by talking about this non-existent changelog that uh, I have. I am traveling around, so I don't really have much to talk about in terms of the howtocowell.net platform. Nothing really has happened because, as I mentioned last week, we're in a bit of a code freeze. But what I will talk about, though, instead of the changelog, is that I have purchased a couple of devices for the travel, traveling. And uh, one of this is the a travel router. Uh, it's called the GLAXT1800. A bit of a mouthful. It's from G. Uh, GI Tech, GL Tech, I think. I haven't used it yet because this is a pre-recorded episode, so I have. I'll be using it when you listen to this, I think. So I'll give you my recommendations and my feedback when we get back. But essentially, the reason why I got this is because I'm going to be in various different hotels, and I want to make sure that my connections are nice and secure and are not going through any kind of crazy public Wi-Fi stuff. And the idea behind this travel router is that you can use it like a repeater. So you can repeat a wireless network and you all your devices just connect to that router. You can also use a VPN to then send all of the information that that router has to through, through that VPN connection. And a VPN that I have just started playing with. So I don't have an, enough feedback here to, to give you any kind of inkling as to if it's worth it or not, is private internet access uh, VPN. I've used many different VPN services in the past. I've just decided on, on this set of traveling that I'm doing, I'm going to use uh, PIA. And when I get back, I'll let you know what I what I think about this and how they work together, the travel router and the private internet access VPN. And I was thinking, just, just thinking the other evening, wouldn't it be a good idea to have a page on the howtocodewell.net website where it's kind of a blog style recommendation page where I can talk about some of the devices and some of the services that I use on a day-to-day -day basis. And the ones that I've that also I I've used before and I've decided perhaps against using them and have kind of like a comparison of those things, but do it in a sort of um, a way that talks about my experiences with them. So it's not a kind of a, uh, it's not a marketing thing at all. It's just a blog, like a review type thing of what I use. So for example, I've, I've had many different mices, mices. This is an MX Master 3. I love it. Um, but the other mices that I've had before, not so great. I'm struggling with this Anpro 2 keyboard, and I've had this for nearly a year now. So I might seem might see to upgrade upgrade it. But there's various things around this keyboard that I just don't particularly get on with, and also domain registrars that I use, and all of those kind of stuff. If I can recommend them and actually talk about the things that I use on a day to day basis in the How to Code Well space then uh, maybe that will provide some elements of value. I don't know. It's just one of those crazy ideas that I had. Let's talk about the federated web, shall we? Because I'm, I fear that that's going to move into some sort of salesy thing. And I really don't want it to. I don't really don't want It's just kind of a blog. This is what, I, what, this is what I've used. This is how I feel with it. Anyway, whatever. Let's talk about the federated web. <laughs> so everybody's jumping on this bandwagon. Let's get on to the federated social media space. 
uh, especially around the, the this Twitter stuff that's been going on. And the the interesting thing is seeing people who talk about Mastodon after they've joined and they see, they talk about it on Twitter in a very negative way. So that's quite that's quite a, a telling sign, I think, that people don't really the end users don't necessarily understand and grasp what the federated web is. So I've got a list here of pros and cons, and I've got some links to what a f the federated web is and the services that the federated web can provide. And, and I've also got a, a list of pros and cons that we're going to be talking about today, because it's not the, the shiny rainbow garden that everybody thinks it is. It's very good, but it's very good for certain things, in my opinion. So let's talk about it from um, let's talk about it from a con perspective, and then we'll talk about the pros because I want to end the show on a high, right? Okay, so the cons of the federated uh, web is that we we end up with many servers with many admins, which have many problems, which are all trying to do a very similar thing, which on the face of it doesn't sound very sensible, does it? Because essentially what we've got here is many different servers doing the same thing. Whereas if you've got a, a, a monolith such as Twitter, you have a single, I, I mean, I guess Twitter obviously has more than one server, but you, you know what I mean? You've got a single instance that you log into, a single app that you log into, a, a, a single profile that you access. Whereas with Mastodon, I know I'm picking on Mastodon, there's other federated social media platforms out there, of course. It's not just Mastodon. You have to create, you have to choose an instance that you're on. You have to create a profile there. That is basically where you live. There is obviously connections between that instance and the other instances, as long as the admin of that instance allows that. So it's under the admin's control. So it's kind of a, it's it's a decentralized, centralized sort of affair going on here. This means though, that because there's many different instances, each instance can perform very differently. For instance, you might land on an instance that has hardly any users, and therefore it's actually very quick to, to use because there's not a huge amount of traffic. Whereas you could be on um, an instance that has a huge amount of traffic on there, lots of people using it. And so your experience is going to be very, very different, very different uh, across the board. This means that there, you could have different experiences with things like speed, with things like caching, with things like UI and UX, with the culture of that instance. And of course, the trust of that particular admin. When you have a Twitter account, you kind of accept that it's run by people who know what they're talking about. Whereas if you have to join, if you join an instance of Mastodon, you kind of accept, you kind of assume that, that this random person who is the admin of this instance knows what they're doing in terms of security. <laughs> Whereas you, you know for a fact that there is an infosec team, a team of security professionals that handle Twitter stuff on a day-to-day -day basis. So you you handing you're handing over trust to various different instances, various different admins, and 
the level of trust, the level of the UI UX changes, the level of speed and performance is going to be different across the board. So we're moving into more of a fragmented experience, in my opinion. Also, you end up duplicating a lot of data, a lot of data, because you you you're, you end up with multiple instances talking to each other. This requires lots and lots of logging. This requires lots of different calls to databases and, and, and whatnot. Most of them will be storing very similar data, right? Response and a query and all of that stuff, uh, or toots in the Mastodon world. And, and yes, data storage is cheap. And yes, bandwidth is quite big, but we have to think about the environment here and whether this is an actual good thing or not. Because a lot of these things could probably be done in a single instance, i.e. Twitter. And we have to think whether or not that is a, whether or not the trade-off of using things like Twitter, a monolith compared to a federated amount of servers is a good thing or a bad thing. I'm not gonna say whether it is or whether it isn't. I'm just putting the case forward that we have to at least contemplate these pros and these cons. Please stay off the bloody blockchain. <laughs> There's people out there who, who go, well, we could just use the blockchain to store all of these messages and these toots and, and all of this stuff. And we could use that as our logging and our verification and all of this stuff. No, don't do that. <laughs> That's just a bad idea, especially if you're you're dealing with um, the well. It, when you've got enormous amounts of people trying, enormous amounts of servers trying to store the same thing, or or are in competition to store the same thing, then you have. Um, a disaster waiting to happen in terms of the uh, climate. Let's just say that. Vulnerabilities. When will they be patched? And how quickly will they be patched? So we haven't yet seen any kind of massive vulnerabilities of Mastodon or any of the other federated things because they're not huge in scale compared to the monoliths such as as Twitter. Whenever there's a, a Twitter outage, whenever there's any kind of security concerns with these huge, huge companies, then everybody knows and, you know, everything catches fire and, and whatnot. But we're all aware of it and it gets fixed and we end up with a blog at the end of it telling us how it got fixed and, and the how it got found and, and all of this stuff. Sort of an account, a detailed account of how we are now giving our users the trust that they 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 uh they require when we're talking about mastodon when we're talking about the federated web as i mentioned we are relying on the admins of these instances the admins that aren't paid admins of twitter <laughs> they they don't have teams of people dealing with these things. They are running their own servers, so you have to trust them. And if there is a vulnerability in one, you have to make sure that the, the server that you're on is patched and sorted. So again, there is a challenge of, there's a security challenge here. And this kind of rounds this off a bit. The admins are sysadmins, not just community admins. So 
the admin that you've got on your Mastodon instance will obviously be dealing with all sorts of things in terms of the community, making sure the community is nice and safe, making sure they're blocking the right things or allowing the right connections and all of this stuff in terms of like who can who can see what and the permissions and and whether or not we're going to block certain instances in that but they also are sysadmins they're also admins for security in terms of the technical sense of the word so they end up wearing two hats rather than just the one hat <laughs> so an example here i use discord right i i run a discord server howtocodeworld.net forward slash discord i don't have to worry about the security of the discord server i don't actually have any access to the discord server in the technical sense i worry about the community safety in terms of the culture that i'm trying to um to to provide and whether or not certain people are being harassed or not the two very separate jobs and yes we have had instances where people have been harassed on the discord server and i've jumped in and i've given people that i trust monitor uh, moderation i can't say the word um access so they can they can step in and step out whenever they need to whenever they feel they need to but with mastodon you are giving that to both the sysadmin and the community admin. They are both the same person if there's only one admin there. And most of the time there will only be one admin. Okay, so that sounds really, really negative, doesn't it? Let's talk about the pros then. <laughs> the pros of the federated web. Now I know I'm picking on Mastodon a lot here. And, and yes, we can probably be talking about all sorts of types of federated services out there. But I guess because Mastodon is basically now moving into the mainstream because of all the Twitter stuff, that is what I'm going to be picking on. So just, you know, sorry about that. But there are there are many things. So, for example, you could have, say, Peertube. You could have, for, for YouTube, you could have all sorts of various different service services that look like or or feel like the the monoliths, but in a federated way. So YouTube youtube that kind of stuff right okay let's talk about the pros so the pros is that you are in control of the server that you join that is your decision that is your that that is where you're going to put your flag and also because you've chosen that server you are saying that this is this is the server that i belong to you have access to other servers that the instance allows and also the there is no single company that owns both the server and the client so let's say for example you join an instance a server for mastodon fine let's say you've also got the mastodon mobile app well they're two very separate things and the person the admin of the instance that you joined will not have access to the app of the client so there's obviously privacy benefits with the federated web as well so you choose your own community the culture that you care about you own your own data there is privacy benefits there's no ads yet and this will depend on what happens with the admins? They might choose to add some. This is all open for Mastodon, at least. This is this is open source stuff. 
So this could be changed. This could be changed. This means that there is, because there's many instances, there is a lot of competition out there, which is great for content creators because this is gives you the opportunity, if you're a content creator, to create your own community in Mastodon. It's something that I'm I'm very interested in uh, learning more about, shall we say, in, in, you know, does howtocodewell.net need its own community in Mastodon and what value could how to code well provide its community if, if it does have have one it's open source as i've mentioned therefore you've got trust in the code base because you can actually see the code and the network will survive if your instance goes down you can just join another instance there is a lot of pros there is a lot of pros i know we've been talking specifically about mastodon and I'll, I'll say it again there is there is lots of different contexts that we could you put this list against and in various different contexts, we'll have different pros and different cons as well. But I just wanted to focus on the Mastodon stuff for now. So if you are part of the Discord server that we have, so howtocodewell.net forward slash Discord, and you also have moved to Mastodon, or if you're just using Mastodon and Twitter at the same time, please let me know because I have put uh, in, a, in the community channel a question as to whether or not how to code well could benefit from Mastodon or whether the community could benefit from Mastodon, I should say, and whether that's an avenue I should, I should, I should go down. I'm thinking that maybe if we did, we could do all sorts of interesting things with say the code quizzes that I've been, I've been putting out on Twitter and on Instagram. I think I said this last time, but from a content creator's point of view, it's always good to diversify the platforms that you're on. That's just why I use tw Twitch as well as uh, YouTube for live streaming and Instagram and Twitter for uh, the, the code quiz stuff. So if there's a third one, then fine. Obviously, I would need to consider how that works and what that looks like and feels like in the how to code well space as well as what time i can actually provide to it because as i mentioned i would be if it was a an instance it would be a how to code well instance which means that i would be in charge of both the community the community admin as well as the tech admin as well so i would need to consider the time that i would have to spend to set these things up Right. Thank you ever so much for watching. Happy coding, everybody. I'll let you know how I get on with my travel router and the um, private internet access. And I'll speak to you again soon. Take care. Cheers. Bye-bye.